So, I don't know how we're going to start this right? off. <laughs> but we are back. Woo! We are back at the long, like, two-month hiatus. I know. It's like season two. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, look, it, it was clearly not planned, but we could spin it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is Play Cousins Podcast. In this bitch. Wow. Uh, the voices you were hearing is of one Miss Lindsay India. And the other is Jameer Pond. There we go. Before we get into everything, how are you? I'm doing good. You how look you? good. Thank you. So okay. are you. Oh, With good. your fancy shoes. Oh, uh, don't tell nobody. Everybody's been saying <laughs> I have fancy shoes. Look, I learned the term is Chelsea boots. Chelsea boots. Yes. Apparently, there's, they're trying to come out with Chelsea Tims. Oh, my God. Like, so you can dead-ass your way <laughs> down the sidewalk. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Um, yes. <laughs> That was really good. That was a, that was a tweet. I can't take full credit for that. Oh, that you should have left. Somebody it said alone. making my way downtown, walking past, and I'm dead ass wearing the Tim's. Dead ass. <laughs> Shout out to my Chelsea boots. <laughs> um, so we are we are back. This uh, feels a little weird. I know. But um, we promise you guys that it wasn't like, hey, we're just gonna up and leave uh, yeah. anything going everybody on everybody was confused yeah yeah a lot of people look, uh, have been confused a lot of people hit me up and was like when's this show gonna come back and i ultimately felt like the show needed to come back when all the energy was there and, yeah. and everything was like at least in place yeah, for once and yeah positive things were rolling smoothly yeah with everybody yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> everybody so. isn't the two of us <laughs> yeah yeah it's only us um but i know that we both had like a lot of things on our plate yes and a lot of things were going on <laughs> at, at the same at, simultaneously and um i think we owe it to the fans <laughs> and our, our our supporters and the people yeah our, our supporters and the people who, who really love and champion the show to give them an explanation of why we were on such a long hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to do I, a rant first? You want to do a rant? <laughs> you want to do it like I the old like days? It, I feel like it's unless you want to start doing something new for season two. Is it season unquote, two? I don't know. Quote unquote season um, two. You can do something like a moment of positivity, and you're you're the highs of your day. Let's do highs. You want to do week. highs of the week? Highs of the week. That's a good one. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you start first. Okay. Um, I gotta think. I gotta think about it. Um, okay. Okay. So the high of my week was that I was able to teach my dog how to go to the bathroom outside to the point that she waits to be taken outside now, which is wow. huge. So she's so close to being house trained, and she's only three months old, and I'm super fucking proud. And okay. I love her. So yeah, like a uh, uh, news flash, <laughs> Lindsay got a dog. Uh, <laughs> honey. Yeah. Honey, honey the dog. Yeah. yeah, she's adorable. You can catch her on the. Uh, IG the, on the IG, um. So that's your high of the week. So we got the highs of the week. I'm okay. just so proud of her. Like, I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm loving this. Now you're like a you're you're like a mom. I am. Shit. I will literally cancel plans for her all the time. Really? Yeah. My co- my Halloween costume coincides for her. That's mad adorable. Even though I can't bring her to the party, but still. Yeah. But still, it coincides. What is your Halloween costume? Since it'll be aired on Monday, I'm a bumblebee because she's honey. <laughs> 
so corny. That was just so corny. No, but it's like, I mean, it's a cute it's bumblebee. Adorable. It's a cute bumblebee costume. Like a hoary bumblebee? Kind of, yeah. Okay. There's like a, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. I'm slutty bumblebee. Okay, perfect. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Somebody really thought, like, Melissa, my friend, thought I was gonna be one of those, like, kitty costumes where it's like a big, like, warp. Oh. That's what I thought. Yeah, everybody thinks that, but no, it's like a cute bumblebee. Slutty and I'm bumblebee. Put, I'm probably gonna put like maybe a yellow bow on her to be like my little oh, honey bear. You put it in a nice. Because I wanted, pot. I wanted to be, I wanted to be Winnie the Pooh, but I was Slutty like Winnie the Pooh. But I, I think I'll do that if I'm ever pregnant one day, so I have the the belly. I think. With Are the you going top to wear pants? Yeah. I'm going okay. Because. <laughs> He didn't have no drawers on. It's very true. I'll have to think that one over. Yeah, you think that one over. But I wanted to. I wanted to do a Halloween for her because this is the only time she'll be this small and a puppy. Oh my gosh! No, it's true. You got like baby fever and everything. Well, she cured my baby fever. Thankful for human baby fever. Thankfully, right. I don't want a baby for a while. Now. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Um, Go okay. Pot. So What's your high of the week? high of the week? Actually, my high of the week. Um, I had a pretty decent week my high of the week i would say i i interviewed a turk from uh the hot boys yeah yeah. man let me shout out to val and everybody who was working with turk and imani who was his lovely lovely wife um it was good to see you back in that interview chair oh yeah yeah really good to see you back there yeah and and this was an interview that i really like took pride on because i like the hot boys you love the hot you have a shirt for the hot boys you have a shirt for the hot boys that was our first episode our first episode yep Mm -hmm. Uh, they're like one of my favorite groups. That their first CD was the first CD I ever bought with my own money. Wow! Like so, there's a lot of significance. I actually gave him the CDs that I had. Did like, you get him to sign three. it or anything? No, Just I gave, gave them to him. Oh he was like, God. I ain't seen these in a decade. Wow! And I was like, bro, you want them? They're yours, man. So was he happy to take them? Absolutely. Oh my god! So I'm gonna pass these on to my kids. Like they don't even make like not that they're not in circulation, but the CDs aren't like in mass in productions stores, anymore. Yeah. So you'd have to go to like eBay or something exactly. to get it. Why would he pay for his own music? Exactly. <laughs> so what I did, you know, I felt like it was oh, like a, a awesome. gift. You could pass it. You pass the torch to his own kids. Like that's yeah. So he was dope. like, I'm giving this all three to each one of my children. So oh. I was like, yo, that's it, it. Was a really good moment. It was a really good moment. That's so cute. Yeah. That's like a bucket list shit it is so now i just i gotta interview the, the other three that is the bucket mm-hmm. list so shout out to turk and um really great interview you can catch it on that's enough.com and on uh that's enough.com and high 97's youtube page i'm so proud of you you know you gotta stay you know <laughs> forward mobility <laughs> forward mobility children keep it keep on swimming just keep swimming there you go that's why i tell my sperm Anywho, um, <laughs> tell them to swim the opposite direction, though, right? Eh. <laughs> At this point, it's like whatever happens. Jimmy, it might happens. just be a father to some might children out father. here. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I always wear my cap. Well, my, my mother tells me to wear my socks. That's what she calls it. Uh, my have, Jimmy you socks. You know what? You have grown so much since our first few episodes. But you said <laughs> a condom. What's that? So I'm so proud of you. But I was, I was like bullshitting, like. <laughs> I always wore protection, you know what I'm saying? So not much has changed. Um, but, yeah, so we should get in this show. Yes, good uh, lord. Okay. We don't have a guest. No, we don't have a guest. It's okay because I feel like we just need to get familiar with ourselves again. Um, it's like riding a bike. It'll take time, but we will be here. But you always know. 
always know. As Michael Scott said, never forget. I finished <laughs> the office. I know. I saw you did that oh, with the finale. Isn't God. it the greatest series ever? L- Lindsay, now, when you first said that, I was going to smack shit out you because I was like, don't disrespect any other mm-hmm. shows that I like. But yep. as I watch, like, I'm not even going to hold you. And I don't know where it ranks in my favorite shows, but The Office was like life changing for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a life changing show. Yep. It is a life changing. Mm-hmm. I and, and it's cried. one of the and you can you can go back and watch season one and laugh just the yeah. same just as hard. It's yeah. like one of those you can turn on at any point and Beautiful like show. it's a great. I'm I'm literally on like the twentieth time watching it. I go back and, and keep rewatching it. It's an amazing show. I've been watching it since two thousand seven and like I'm Jesus. still going watching because I love it that much. Like it becomes part of your life. At it a does. Point. It does. You find yourself quoting remark like and like back equating to shit to the office. Yeah, because like, it's so realistic. These things Jesus. could happen, just not the jokes. But like. I cried so hard. at that finale i cried for the last the last three episodes yeah i oh cried my God, right with, Air- back with back. aaron and her parents like, i didn't cry for that i did but that that shit was mad sweet yeah because you get so attached to aaron because like she you just want her to win yeah because i just love that she comes in and, and she's just this character like who the fuck is this and then you i really didn't think she her. would stay yeah i, like, didn't I was like oh no one's about to be temporary yeah. yeah we thought it was just replacement pam right like how they had Ronnie in that other se- season five when she went to New York. Ronnie. I know everything uh, about Yeah, clearly. Concept. I was like, Ronnie, wait, I got to go back. Yeah. Uh, but i tell you what I did cry, and I'll move off it because I ain't no punk. Um, <laughs> I cried when Jim was like, final episode, Jim was like, you know, I can't be your, uh, your, your best man. Because, uh, you know, uh, it's traditionally somebody has to be older. I literally, I screamed. I said, nope. No, don't do it. Oh. And then they turned the camera and they did it. And I lost it. And it, it was I wish you had watched it when they when but right before um that season happened because they tried to make it seem like Steve Carell was like finished with the office on almost bad terms. Well, yeah, yeah. So people yeah. so that's why people were like oh and like when they said about the finale, he he like made it clear at the time for like the the press run, he was like, I am not part of this. I am not I will never be part of the office again, blah, 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 move on, da 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 da. And when he that's why everybody was like, Holy fuck, he actually came back from that the shit finale. was beautiful. I Right. Apparently, though, he decided he didn't want to have many lines at all. That's why I only had like two lines in the yeah. whole thing because he wanted to not take the attention away from the cast. I, I, like, I agree. Off. I think he did it beautifully. Oh, it was a beautiful job. Even though I wanted to learn more about his kids. That's it. He left. And he I left wanted one on. episode for his wedding because we got Phyllis's wedding, Jim Fact. and Pam's, and he was like the center of attention. I wanted a Michael wedding. I, I cried the hardest when he proposed to Holly. <laughs> I lost that shit. What did he do with the Yoda reference? Dog. I lost it. <laughs> it like the way perfect. he set it up. Yeah, it was perfect. When he was setting it up, I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I said, I'm about to cry. No, I laughed so hard when he fake proposed or when Holly tried to propose to him and he goes like, nope, 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 nope. nope. And Holly goes, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Look, if you haven't watched The Office, I'm sorry please. that we're ruining it yeah. if you haven't. Nah, go watch The Office. But it's shit years old. You should have watched it by now. It's the greatest show ever. Jimmy really thought it's I was kidding. No, nah, I'm not going to lie to you. It's up there. It really is. Well, comedy-wise, I think like... Just shows overall. I mean, the yeah. writing is beautiful. You need to read Mindy Kaling's book, too. She has a whole chapter on The Office. It'll Does be, she? and Because she, she writes most of the episodes in the last right. few seasons. And she did a lot of the earlier work. That's how she started, was being a writer mm-hmm. on the show before she became a character. Cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. Look. Sorry. Enough about The Office. Beautiful show. We should do Go a whole episode it. on it, though. Yes, we should. 
Mm-hmm. It's a great, great thing. All right. Um, but yes, so here's the reason why we were gone mm. uh, for so long. We were, I think we both were going through issues. Yes. And, um, you know, it just didn't, it didn't feel right uh, to do a show with so much high energy, so much positivity. Um, and, you know, we weren't feeling up to par. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I, I I decided to just, in my mind, I was like, we should we should take a break. Mm-hmm. Especially because I, I know how you were feeling at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't in a good place. And um, I just, I, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to. Well, it was starting uh, to affect our space. Like I between so. us, our dynamic. It wasn't yeah. even necessarily just I was in a bad place outside of this. It was starting to become everywhere I was going. So right. I, and I could tell that it wasn't going to be a good show. Yeah. Like the show we wanted. It would have yeah. just been like a, a replaceholder mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of people was just like, you know. I was like, well, I got to stop for like, you know, we got to stop for personal reasons and issues that are beyond our control is just, you know, you know, just us, like just us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people like, no, you should keep doing the show, this and that. And I'm like, y'all don't really understand what's going on. And it it was at at that point, I felt like it wasn't the show. It just was like making sure that, you know. You most of all were okay. We both were okay, but um, you know, just making sure that you were okay. Like at that point, it was like, yo, the show doesn't mean anything. So we'll give you guys backstory. Yeah. So I, you know, we were doing shows, and this was can I can I mention, um, you you were going through some personal issues with a past relationship. Yep. Okay, you were going through some personal issues with a past relationship. Um, nevertheless, just chugging along doing the show um but like i started to notice that a lot of the issues i felt like were still driving your aura and your personality and i could hear it in the episodes and i was just like okay well let's let's talk about this mm-hmm. and um even before we started talking about it i think you so, something happened and all of that came out yeah and i was just like whoa okay so the show is no longer the top priority. Mm-hmm. I love the show, but I don't want to have a show without you. It's the original plan was for us to do this together. Um, and I was like, I think we need to slow down. Mm-hmm. We need to chill. Um, because it started to get scary. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we even got into it. Um, we even got into it. Um, but I thought the most important and Part. I appreciate one thing I appreciate about that was that you called when we were oh, when yeah. we when we were going back and forth through text mm-hmm. and we were like I was lashing out at you mm-hmm. because I was in a parano- a state of just paranoia. Right. I like that you called immediately and you were like let's talk let's hash this out yeah. right now. We're not going to like t- not talk to each other for like days and weeks right. and then just like fall out. We're going to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. You tell me what's wrong. I don't like I don't care if we scream, yell, whatever. We just need yeah. to talk about it and we fixed it within what? 10 minutes, 20 yep. minutes. Like it was mm-hmm. easy. So I, I really appreciated that you did that. Yeah. Cuz that that a friend, I know friends that probably would be mad at me for months. Yeah. So, for over that just for me lashing like lashing out and being paranoid and mm-hmm. it being accusatory and all of that like all of that aggression people would have just been like you know what screw you then blah 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 
when you were just like, no, no, no. Like, I can tell that there's something deep here oh, yeah. that is not just towards Definitely. me. And it's about a lot of other things. So I appreciate you for, like, sincerely just calling mm -hmm. because that's the type of energy that someone like myself who deals with things like and that that state needs yeah. you know is someone who's like nope i'm not going anywhere because our biggest fear is that people will just leave before we leave them and right. what, whether it's friendships family relationships anything yeah it i, I thought it was important because like a lot of things could get misconstrued through text mm -hmm. um and you don't catch like a lot of inflections and things like that but when i was reading it i was like okay i it was I was like, I don't want you to get my my tone or anything mixed up. Like, um, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. And I felt like that message wasn't being conveyed. Mm -hmm. Now, any other time, I think with some other people, I'd have just been like, all right, cool. But, like, I wanted to call you because I was like, let me just make sure you're, you're okay. And when I called, you were actually, like, crying. So I was like, okay, so... These are deeper issues that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. And we did talk about them. Now, um, as far as the shows prior, like I said, I felt it was still like some some energy in the mm -hmm. air. Um, you went through a very toxic relationship going through at that point. This was like July, August. Yeah. Um, and we're dealing with and it. And it, it was oh, it was supposed to have been over at that point. Like yeah. I had broken it off in May mm -hmm. or maybe late April, mm -hmm. something like that. And it had been failing a long time before that. Yeah. So at that point, I was trying the as best as I could to just scrap it, like move on and go because everyone had been saying like this is like not like you're not yourself you're not you're not doing okay blah 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 you know you're constantly upset you're constantly being mistreated like blah 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 all that mm -hmm. stuff um so well i mean I, i'll basically explain like where everything happened so unfortunately it kind of got came into the podcast um the issues from that like actually yeah. ha con are connected to this podcast absolutely um so the relationship I was in, the person that I had been seeing, <clears throat> I don't like airing people's business, but honestly, I feel like I have to be, this, this is part of the story, unfortunately. Okay. I don't like airing people's business. Um, I try to respect people's privacy, but in this story, to be fair, my privacy was not protected in any shape or form. Okay. My safety was also not protected. Um, so I, I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm basically going to ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission at this mm -hmm. point. Um, but the relationship I was in, you know, it was someone I was very, I was very, very serious about. I thought it was a very serious relationship, whatever. I found out that the person I found out through multiple people to be fair, like multiple people. So there wasn't one single person that had told me this. It was multiple people that had confirmed it to me saying, um, yeah, your ex, um, a year ago when you were, possibly out of town went to a party and got a person's number and it happened to be someone i know and in my field of work mm -hmm. and that already sucks like that already hit me in the face but being in my field of work is worse like knowing the person is one thing being in my field of work is risky as fuck right and unfortunately the person had also been on this podcast before so mm. i'm not i'm not going to reveal the person you know um at all 
They had been on the podcast, and I felt that they're listening back on the, the episodes. I d- did sense some shade. I had wondered leaving the podcast because I didn't know at the time. I had left the podcast wondering why doesn't that person like me? I why remember we why having do they, that conversation. Why do they seem like they are distant towards me? Why do they seem like they just like f- I get a, a, a weird energy off of them? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything at the time. I didn't know that that's why it was, or if if that's anything, or if you know bad day, or she, and she was good at keeping a secret. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they had basically been you know talking behind my back. Mm. flirting, everything. And uh, as far as what I was told, she knew that I was with this person. Um, But I think that the worst part is, is that it wasn't some simple, they got each other's numbers and, you know, just talked to flirt a little bit. They talked for two and a half months. For two two to two and a half months. Mm. And when I confronted him, he said it was an ego boost. That's not an ego boost. I mean, I mean, Jameer, when you talk to a, like a new girl or something, how long do you know whether you're going to like this person to talk to her to talk to her? If you're only texting, mm-hmm. how long do you basically find until you're like, okay, like if I don't want to meet up with you or I'm into you, like how long do you usually determine that? Oh, that, I mean, I, I think that's pretty instant. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, with, within the first, Few but days. if you're just talking to someone simply just for to get nice attention and you're talking as quote unquote, I was told often right. as in things I've seen me be like literally I'm in bed with the person and they lean over and text and delete the th- text thread in front of me where you're sneaking at, at midnight, not even like reasonable hours. And I say, who was that? And they lie and say it's their guy friend. Like when it's like you're hiding it like that. Mm -hmm. How long are you talking to someone when it's just an ego boost? Oh, yeah. I mean, like a week or two. Yeah. And then you're either like going to smash or not. That's typically what I've been told by many of my guy friends. And everyone's different. I get it. But this guy is one of those people that he's kind of like, I'm either going to be into you or not. Right. You don't really talk to someone for two months unless there's like a connection. So that is every woman's probably worst fear in mm. a relationship is, yeah, you can smash a bunch of girls that, you know, you see as whatever, quote unquote, hoes. Right. You f- clearly had a connection with this girl that's way worse because now you have something. She has something I don't like. There's something there that you want to run to from me at different times. You're ignoring me for her. That's a problem. And that that to me was like. Because it wasn't even the cheating part. It was how it was done. Mm-hmm. And that's what crushed me. And the fact that I had, it was so long ago and it had happened for so long and then it just faded and he went right back to fronting with me like it was all good. Mm. All of it, it was just like eating me alive a little bit. So I had a talk with him, like a long one, a very angry one, very, clo- you know, at one time violent, unfortunately. Like me, I like knocked his hat off his head and hit his head really hard. Mm. You know, I was not nice to him at all i turned into a terror <laughs> um and i do regret that part i mean i i i just wasn't in a good state of mind at all um i told him you um you better like talk to people like you like if anyone because i blocked one of his friends who knew mm-hmm. um i know i know that he knew even though he denied it to me i blocked one of his friends and he confronted me saying why did you block me i told my uh, ex, go handle that. That's your friend. I don't have to deal with this negative energy. I shouldn't have to deal with people confronting me and tell people why I blocked them. Mm-hmm. They should fucking know. So he conf- so he's like, can I? And, and so 
my ex says, can I tell him everything? And I'm like, everything? And he goes, yeah, about like, uh, we just had a talk. He's like, can I tell him everything? And I said, whatever you want to say, just go. Just tell him why I blocked him. That was the purpose of the call. Right. Was tell him why I blocked him. Which meaning, tell him what the shit you did <laughs> that mm -hmm. looked, makes you look bad. Not anything else. I'm thinking because there's no other reason to share anything else. He goes on the phone call and calls him, tells him about suicide attempts that I've had in the past months before this this was not a, a an attempt stemming from the situation no, that just happened. because i had just found out that situation and the suicide attempt was like months like weeks before i even found out gotcha so it had zero correlation to what happened mm. zero he was just talking to talk at that point there's no po point in talking about it like and i don't know why you're telling your friend who knows this girl because what did he do that friend went and told the girl. She went and told... I don't know if he told her friends. She told her friends. I have no idea what happened. But multiple people start... her Multiple of her friends start calling people that know me. And some of the people that they believe told me, threatening them, saying... Like, like intimidating them, saying, Did you know you tried to make Lindsay hang herself? Do you know that she you almost killed her by what you told her about... Um, him and her to get getting together behind her back, blah blah mm. blah, blaming my possible taking of life on them. Right. That like put me into like a whole other zone. Then it's word started getting around to other people. Other people come came to me with like pe with pity. People were hitting my DM saying like Lindsay, I'm praying for you, blah blah blah. When I hadn't told anyone any of these things, right. like, and and this was all happening in my phone behind me. So it's not like I was doing this on social media. I wasn't public. So people were hitting my DMs that I hadn't like really talked to like that, but were in the field of uh, like in my industry saying like praying for you, hope you're good, like really just don't want you to harm yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why do people know this? Mm. That started freaking me out. Then my job found out about this stuff. Then it, I don't know who told. I don't know how it got there, but mouths are easily to spread in, my, in this sure. field. It got to my job. And that was probably this. That's the part where I like flipped that's when i like was like having night terrors that's when i was paranoid because mm -hmm. like one i'm still trying to get over like the self-esteem issue i have from the cheating right i'm still trying to deal with that now i have to deal with a rumor being spread about me that has no correlation makes me look weak makes me look like overly sensitive um unreliable unstable mm -hmm. that's that has no correlation to this situation like that was really scary so I was freaking out over that. I was lashing out at everyone. I lashed out at Jameer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry about that. No. I really am. No, it's fine. Um, I lashed out at my friend Melissa. Melissa, I'm so sorry. You know that I'm sorry. I actually had I, to I hit her. So I had to hit her up and be like, yo, like, I'm, I was, I was very nervous. Um, and we were talking after you and I had got into it. And I was just like, I, I, I don't, I don't know where this is going to go. And she was like, yeah, I heard, you know. Um, I had texted her and I was like, me and Jameer are like fighting. I feel like I shouldn't be a part of the podcast anymore. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. if he wants me on it anymore. Like, I was like flipping out. Mm -hmm. And it, I was just, I was not, I don't know where I was at this point. Like some of these conversations, like I remember, but it's almost like it was an out of body experience. Yeah. Now that I look back on it. Yeah. Like at the time I was like conscious, but it's like when I look back, I'm like, I don't even remember why I thought that, mm -hmm. you know, in that state of mind. I don't know how I got there. Yeah. And it was bad. 
Um, yeah, it was no, it was it was bad. And like when 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 we were having a conversation about like just, I remember I mentioned to you like maybe we should pause on the show because at that point I knew that you needed to get like shit off your chest. Yeah, and I guess the way that I was making it seem was just like dead in your whatever you felt inside and just going along with the podcast. But that's not what it was. I was like, I want you to have a podcast with, um, use this show mm-hmm. to have you and your closest friends so you guys can talk in an open and safe space and me not be a part of it that day because I felt like it was more important that you got your shit off mm-hmm. and was able to have friends that were there for you who knew every aspect of the situation. And um, I guess you... You you took it and I'm I'm sorry again. This is how text messages get are terrible. Yeah, yeah. You you took it as me just like brushing off your issues and just like wanting to continue the podcast where it absolutely wasn't. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that you were okay and if you needed to talk about it, you can do it. And it just would just be like a safe space. So, but at at that point in time, I was like, unfortunately, you just got kind of ca- caught in the crossfire. I was caught up in the yeah. I got That's caught up in the, in the crossfire. You were caught in the crossfire. Um, yeah. Just because you're also in my field of work, so I was paranoid about every and any yeah. and everybody. Yeah. I didn't know who thought of me as what because if if you weren't if you didn't know about the situation if you knew about the situation you were either like I got your back or it was. Oh, poor Lindsay, are you okay? Are you gonna harm yourself? Like it was just yeah. constant, like it wasn't I wasn't being treated like anything. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't being treated like a person with feelings. I was being treated like, you know, uh, a patient. And I didn't right. and it just it that always puts me in a bad state because that's exactly how I was treated in high school when I was really like right. suicidal and stuff. And so things got even so I thought like, okay, maybe this is the end and I'll just take some time to like get over everything. I've st- I've lashed out the people I care about, the people that care about me and mm-hmm. like I'm done all that. I thought everything was good, but then that weekend, um, the VS yacht party happened and mm-hmm. I skipped out on it. And I usually don't. That's my favorite part. That's actually my favorite party of the year. Shout out right. to VS the VS team. You guys do a great job. Shout um, out to the VS Yacht parties. I really wanted to go to it, but um I skipped out because I knew all three of the people involved in that situation were going to be there. Well, I didn't know my ex was. I just knew that the 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 girl and the friend were, and I did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to face them. I don't know if I ever actually will be. Um, the girls more, especially. Specifically. Um, yeah. Right. Um, not because I like want to. F- There's no like I want to fight her. It just it would bring me back to a terrible place. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a fighter. I'm not one of those like. When I see you, I'm a yeah. No, I'm not one of those people. I'm not like, oh, I got a problem with you, bitch. Like, no, no, (laughs) I've never been like that. But it's it will put me in a dark space for sure, Um, because I'm always gonna be insecure about that, and I'm always gonna be open about insecure, Mm -hmm. openly insecure about that. Like, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl, and she has a lot going for her. I can see why someone would be into her. But so that's just, what bothers on, me right. is that it's like I will always feel like you. yeah I will always right. feel like why wasn't I enough like right. what did I have to do to be like her blah 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 it's always going to be like that and I'm open about that insecurity like I always will be um rather than being like oh fuck her she's not that kid no she's beautiful like what the fuck I would I wouldn't blame a guy for cheating with her but I just blame the guy for cheating like right. and I'm upset that she just knew and went with it and and, and initiated it like that's what pisses me off mm. But um, I knew they were going to be at this party, so I skipped out. But then I was hit by two... I mean, I was texted by two different people. I was I actually went out that night. I was going to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. I went out and had fun. I got drunk. 
But then when I was in the middle of drinking, I got two texts from people saying, hey, um, your ex is here and he's uh, talking to her. Mm. And I'm like, after everything that just happened, because he was apologizing for that rumor shit. He felt so bad. He was like, give me everybody's number. I'll call them and tell them it's not true. But he was sorry for it. So for him to talk to her and acknowledge her at all after her spreading that shit around, Mm -hmm. getting people in my DMs, her friends in my DMs, her friends calling people that knew me, like blaming them for shit that wasn't their fault really got me pissed like yeah. you this is a girl that has like now toyed with my life toyed with possibly my job a, a job that i damn well love and worked f- suffered for like mm-hmm. to get so for you to even risk that like you should you should not care for her because you claim you love me and you care about me why aren't you protecting me why are you going up and kikiing with her like that pisses me off like you should just walk away walk the other way you don't have to curse her out. You don't have to talk to her. But if you're going to talk to her, you should curse her out. Is mm-hmm. what I'm like. You should tell her like, yo, why would you take those words and spread her business around? Because that's fucked up. Like what he did was fucked up too. But like, call a spade a spade at the yeah. end of the day. So, um, and then I was told that they were laughing. That like somebody said that they hugged. At that point, I saw red. Mm. That night, I, I like that, that morning. Um, I confronted him, and his reaction was like, he didn't. Like, he was kind of more... He just doesn't like to be confronted. So when he's confronted, he kind of, like, turns it a little. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, That type of shit. Rather than being like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that right away. It'll take him a bunch of cursing you out to get to that. Mm. Um, And that really bothered me. That was, like, a serious fucking trigger for me. Like, that was... Like, I was just so... I was seeing red because... People from my job were on that boat. You're on a boat. You're not in a fucking venue where people can leave. You're on a boat up until right. four in the fucking morning. You got to You're stay. stuck. Yeah. And one of them could have walked up to anybody. Somebody could have heard the conversation. Somebody could have walked up to people at my job and said some shit because people were thinking that they were spreading. They were laughing. So people thought they were spreading another rumor, gotcha. planning something else. So because I'm paranoid and my, right. and my friends are par- were paranoid for me, too. They were wondering what the fuck was happening because they were worried about all my business being spread around. So that like was like, yo, if, like I'm really at that point, I was like, I'm going to lose my job over mm-hmm. a fucking dead relationship yeah i'll be damned if the the guy that wouldn't take off work for things that when i when like my uncle died then i'll be damned if i lose my job over Over this this bullshit yeah so i was panicked at that point like i didn't know what the fuck to do i was like i don't know who to talk to i don't know if i should even mention it to my job because what if they didn't even hear anything and then i'm putting myself in a shitty space like do i wait for them to confront me if it happens I was like, and eventually they did confront me and it was bad and fine. We worked it out or whatever. But, um, but like, you know, they're going to keep their tabs on me, basically. Make, they're going to hope that I'm just reliable and everything. Because um, they don't want to hear anything bad about your own writer. You don't yeah. want to hear anything bad about per- someone that works for you. Um, so, yeah, so then Monday passed. I'm still super upset. I'm like in and out of crying, in and out of just like questioning my life. Um, but then Tuesday morning came and I just, I woke up not okay. Like, I don't know, something just fell off. And um, I was just like, like, it was almost like, you know, I had been, felt like a demon presence like around me in a way, like as if mm. I like built that up. And, you know, it was just like a very s- weird spiritual 
moment. Like I just felt like as if evil was going to consume me in a way. Right. Like I was just going to turn to a darker side in a, any second. And I know this sounds crazy. People are probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? But like it was a real <laughs> bad m- moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever felt that, to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever felt this anticipation of like this is not going to be good. Like I didn't, but I didn't know it was going to get to how it was. But so basically yeah. I wake up. Um, I'm still really upset with everything that happened. So I called him, um, like FaceTimed him or whatever. And I'm like going off, mm-hmm. like crying, just a mess being like yelling, screaming, like literally screaming at the top of my lungs. Like, it's like, I don't even know who, I didn't even know who I was at that moment. And, um, he wasn't really taking me seriously. He was like, you know, driving to work on FaceTime, like, just like, ugh, like acting like, you know, when are you going to get off the phone so I can right. take care of my business? I like already w- was like missed work. Like I was late for work because I usually have to go to a different venue to do my write-ups and then I do my gymnastics at the same gym. But um, so I'm like FaceTiming him or whatever. And that's when I really had like suicidal thoughts. Like I was like planning shit out of my head. That's when I was like, I can't do this. Like I had written a suicide note the night before for five different people, like my parents, friends, him, everything. I wrote I, like it was I I ripped those apart though I like burned them I couldn't even like look at them when I got yeah. back. Um So basically I don't really want to get into the details of that morning cuz that's tough to talk about and that also I just don't want to spread people's business. Um it's just it's not the time to talk about those details per se. Right. Um but basically for all the listeners out there um I did try to hang myself in the shower um with a belt No, it's... Um, yeah, and uh, and he was on FaceTime watching it. And I didn't even, um, I couldn't even, like, understand what I was even doing until I, like, tripped and fell. Um, and I felt, I felt the um, belt hit my neck, and that was the most terrifying moment of my life. Um, but fortunately I was able to get back up on the, um, the bathtub, uh, thing ledge and, um, take it off. And, you know, he was just screaming at me like to, you know, are you okay? Like everything. And I didn't realize at the time. Um, but basically I sat, I like sat, I took it off and I sat down I was just like on the floor crying. I couldn't even control myself. And I've just never gotten to that point. I didn't know what was happening. That was the scariest moment of my life, like by far. Um, but then I was able to like kind of get myself together really quickly because I was like, fuck, I have to work. That was the only thing in my mind. I was like, I, I have to get on my computer. I have to write. So, um, I opened up my, my, my computer. I like hung up on him. I opened up my computer and then 10 minutes later, um, I open up my computer. I start writing and I'm in the middle of a story. And then, um, I get a knock on the door and my dog is like barking and she doesn't really bark like that with knocks. She just kind of like is like frantic. But it was a it was a weird knock. I thought it was my super. Um, I thought my, something had happened in my apartment, or if he like heard me like crying or something, which he doesn't. He's never he's never heard me crying before, so it was mm-hmm. weird. I opened up and it was five cops just standing at the door, and like they were looking so serious at me, like they were like almost pissed because. I opened the door. They they were expecting to go inside and see a body, apparently, mm. because 
why am I answering the door per- looking perfectly fine now? Like, standing up. Right. Nothing's wrong with me. And um, so... Um, my ex told my friend Melissa to call the cops as he should have. Right. That was the right, completely the thing you're, that's what anyone should have done. That's, and they, I'm, to this day, I am glad she did. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that, like, what happened afterwards, like, I, I'm grateful to her for calling the cops because she gave me, like, a, a lesson I needed. Like, it was all a lesson and it was help that I didn't know I needed. Um, so the cops came, I had to literally, my dog is going insane, freaking out. There's five cops in in my apartment. Three more had to come because they had to, I guess with a, um, a real suicide attempt, it's like a huge safety precaution. They have to check the house. They have to check like all these different dangerous parts of your house. They have to, um, they have to bring an ambulance. They have to take you in an ambulance. So there's, it's a lot of cops and it was just, it was so overwhelming. Um, so then they were, and I was like, they, we have to take you now. And my dad was actually on his way. So apparently in that morning, my dad texted me, are you okay? And I said, I'm not doing okay t- this morning, but this was before it all happened. And usually I text my dad that if I'm having a depressive day, he said that to this day, he says that something when he woke, when he got that text, something in his spirit didn't feel right. And he, he already started rushing over. Oh, so I called him and said, I'm going to the hospital. Like the cops have been called. I was hysterical. He goes, I'm 15 minutes away on the train. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Can you have them wait? I said, wait, I thought you were at home. He goes, no, I've, I've been on my way to you since you te- sent me that text. Um, so I told him, so he eventually arrived. So he, I get into the ambulance and they're about to take me without him arriving. And I was like sad. So I had my dog in the pen. She was finally settled down. The cops had like played with her a little. So that was one of my biggest worries too, was like just leaving my yeah, dog there. Dog. What if they, what if the animal control just thinks that I'm not stable and just takes her. Just, yeah. So my dad runs down the block, catches the ambulance right before it leaves. I have never seen my dad break down crying like that till when he got into the ambulance. Like that was probably the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm, he was out of breath because he had sprinted and he's like, you know, a 67 year old man sprinting down my block. Like he's, I guess it, um, it was like the saddest sight I've ever seen. Um, so they took me away. Um, I was in the middle of work too. I just started. So mm. I was in the, I was supposed to be in the middle of a story and I'm getting blown up texts saying like are you are you done? Like where is it? I hadn't even started r- the yeah. real write up part. Um Damn, you just had It was attempted your life. Like. Yeah, and I tried to act like everything was fine. I even typed good morning. This I just want this part right here to be an example to everybody out there. Just because someone says everything is normal, acts like everything is normal does not mean that way. When you text someone, hey, good morning, and they say good morning back, they say I'm great, I'm doing okay, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean that because I was literally telling people, hey, good morning, how's how's everything? Five minutes Normally. after that whole thing had happened. Right. And I'm like one of the most traumatizing things, I was still able to just type that. And it's like, you. that's why we all have to really, really keep tabs on those that you love. I don't like this whole attitude of like, if I take a few days to text you back, you should be understanding. I'm not really understanding of that anymore. Because like, you never know. You never in know. In an instance, you could just not be there. You're, yeah, and I'm always scared of like, I'm, I'm now scared of my friends, anything happening to my friends. Like not like suicide, but like something happening to them health wise or mm-hmm. just a spontaneous like a crash. Like who knows? I'm always like paranoid about that now because I, cause I always put myself in like my friends' shoes like and everything. 
Um, but anyways, so to wait, to, let me. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm sorry. You know, it's fine. Ask you a I'm taking way too long. With no, this no, 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 no. Like, cause it's some stuff I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, and I'm not sure if there's two separate occasions, but like when I text you, I know we had a a, a little blow up on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And this was the m- Tuesday after. Okay, so that Monday, I like hit you up and was just like, you know, how you doing? And you were like, not too good, like. Uh, Did I mention? I think I might have mentioned the pills. Yeah, yeah. I took way too many. Two, two separate occasions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was not the same day. Got you. But I had taken too many pills at one point. Yes, uh, it wasn't enough to. It would just put me to sleep. Right. Like for a, like a while, it yeah, just put yeah. me to sleep. Fortunately, I was lucky with that. So that this was prior. That was before the belt incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done anything since that. Okay, so because I didn't know, because I I thought you, so I thought the pills were the result of why you were in the hospital Mm-mm. in the first place. No. Okay. It was the trying to hang myself yeah. that morning. Totally wow. Yeah. I so had, this is news I, to me. I had a mark on my neck, everything. Wow. Yeah, because I tripped off the bathtub. Right. And he and I felt I I do feel bad because my ex watched it. Yeah, that's some that's crazy. It's crazy. You know, like, I, wild shit. Um, not not that. You know, yeah. it's just it's just a bugged out thing to to watch, mm-hmm. and like it's yeah. just wild shit, man. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just really thought I was gonna like, if I was gonna lose everything that I enjoyed about my life, like, you know, what do I? I I was just not me at all in that moment. Right. Um. So they took me to the hospital, and I was panicking in the ambulance, crying up a storm because I told my dad, I was like, Dad, they're gonna keep me here for more than a day. They're not just going to let me go in a few hours or tomorrow morning. He goes, let's just see. It'll be okay. Like, because my dad didn't know. Like, my dad doesn't know about the psych stuff. But I was like, they're going to, like, they're probably going to do this. Um, it's probably going to be bad. And I just didn't know, though. Um, so I got into the, they put me in, they admitted me to the psych ward of the emergency room, which is one of the scariest places I've ever been, ever. Um, I walk in and there's a guy literally threatening to cut somebody who is a Latin king, like, because the other guy apparently had a huge issue with Latin kings. So they had to, like, separate them, put one guy in a padded room. And that's when I was like, and then the other, and you all sleep in the same one little room. Mm, And you all hang out there in one day. Like, you're not allowed to go to, like, separate things unless you have a special request. But we were all in the same room. So I'm literally sitting across, like, like, laying across from this guy and you just like it, anyone could come in with any mind state of any condition because the emergency room. Mm. So they don't specialize like have a d- sections for like what schizophrenia. Your issue, yeah, like no paranoia. So I'll just say that that was probably the weirdest night of sleep I've had. Um, so I got to the emergency room. I was in hysterics. They started telling me like, oh, you know, we'll we'll do an evaluation tonight. Um, we'll see if we have to admit her. She might be able to go home tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well, then maybe I'll just miss one day of work. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can get... So I, because I had told, I told my work, like, family emergency, gotta go to the hospital. And they were okay about it. You know, take care of your family. Um, but... So to this day, I guess they don't... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically... Um, so basically... <laughs> If you want me to cut that part out, I can. That's fine. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, I was in the emergency room. Uh, but apparent, but then like, so I found, so then that night they did an evaluation. Um, they brought the, uh, what was it? Oh, 
God, what's the name? It's the person that takes care. Social worker. Sorry, okay. social worker. They brought the social worker because it wasn't the psychiatrist yet. They brought the social worker. She did an evaluation. And what they do is they don't just talk to you. They talk to your family. Um, they might call a friend if you give them a number. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk to your family. Your fr- they they want to make sure your story matches so you're not lying. Right. And uh, I was fine with that because I was like, you know, mine... Like I basically just told them the truth. I was like, I try to hang myself, like straight up. And I told them what had been going on. Every, but what's interesting is that every single one of them said, "I don't blame you," mm. which was weird. I mean, like they didn't say it in a way of like you should do that, but they said like I don't blame the stress that you were under from right. everything that had happened because at all this time I thought I had been like overdoing it or over dramatic or crazy. Right. But like everyone told me like that is enough to like really if you have a trigger. That yeah. would trigger Especially the fuck your, out of it. Your yeah, past mm-hmm. mental health and depression. Exactly. Episode, they were like, like just... I, they were like, I don't like that. Is a and they even said like, I am so sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. So at that point, I felt like a lot better that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, at least they're empathetic of some sort. Like they're not just looking at me like, okay, how do we admit her and get medication right. and blah blah blah. Um, but they told me that night with my parents, they said we have to admit her yeah. to a hospital. And I thought, oh, so like a couple of days just like here upstairs or something. Yeah. I didn't know that that meant a psychiatric hospital somewhere else in the city mm-hmm. that you like stay at. Like it's a college. Yeah. And you were um, going for a little bit. Eight days. Yeah. Seven, ni- seven nights and eight days I was mm. gone. Um, I had no idea that that was going to be the case. Um, but fortunately, like when I was in the emergency room and I came back hysterically crying into the room, I just cried in the corner. Like literally just, I, I've never cried that hard when they told me I was going to be admitted because I had no contact with the outside world. All I could use was a pay phone. Right. So I couldn't. Which I, it, I was extremely nervous. Yeah. I couldn't, um, I could, whatever numbers I remembered from my phone, they already took my phone. So gotcha. whatever numbers I remembered were the ones I could call. Right. I could, didn't have access to email, didn't have access to internet, nothing. I had no way of contacting literally anyone to tell them I would be out. So I had to literally tell my dad my logins for all my stuff, draft up emails with a crayon on a piece of paper wow. because we can't have pens unless they're like with with the little ink part out. Gotcha. Because you can't like chew on them or stab people. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I drafted up an email. So that was, we were able to clear it for the rest of the week, which was good, but I didn't know I was going to be there for eight days. So it was bad. Um, basically you just have your life taken from you. Like what you know is life just taken from you at that moment. It's, you know, it felt a lot like prison. And to be honest, it was a little, the emergency room part was like worse than prison. Like you have to, you cut food with a spoon. You can't have a fork or knife, like things like that. Um, everybody's in the same room, boys and girls all together. Um, there's two like security guards at each end. Like you, sometimes they try to help you take a shower, Mm. like, there's sound, oh my gosh it was just it was scary yeah what what was the point where uh oof, like it was a lot to digest yeah i'm yeah, sorry but no 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 it's it's important to talk about was the point like you knew that okay i'm here but i can't stay here for long like the the men, your, your mental when did you start to like work cuz once you got out, I noticed like a drastic change in attitude mm-hmm. and aura and spirit. So what was that kind of turning point where you felt like, I can't stay here. I know that um, I'm not well, but I, I'm, I'm well enough where I can leave. Um, 
Well, the thing about the psychiatric hospital is that I want to make this clear. One, psychiatric hospitals are not just what you see on in movies. Yeah. It's not like you're trying every they're trying to feed you zombie-like pills all day. Some people do need those, mm-hmm. to be fair. There are people in there that d- do need those. Um a lot of times they try to they do try to give you medica- like medication that will make you a little drowsy so you can sleep better because of the noises that they have to make because they check on you every 15 minutes. They open your door and see that you're in your room every 15 minutes throughout the night. So that's like what, you know, like 50 times. Yeah. So then the light will disturb you, the knocks will disturb gotcha. you. So they they do try to drug you a little bit more simply so for you the fact yeah, through sleep the through the night. It's not because they want you to be a zombie with no feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also some people who are enraged by a little problem with their dinner, like little things like have give them a temper. So they just give them something just so that they can like be a little bit more level headed. And sometimes it can be a little bit stronger. So I do want to at least attack, like address that stigma. Um, cause I was, when I was there, they did not fix, they did not do anything to my medication the entire time I was there. Okay. Um, despite what I had gone through, despite my reaction to things, despite everything, they did not mess with my medication. I was taking the exact medication I took before that, which was great. Because um, I was worried that they were going to just give me something. Um, in the emergency room, they gave me like, they gave me a little bit extra of my, of, uh, my paranoia medication that helps for my night terrors and like helps me sleep. But because like they knew that they would be bringing in new patients and it would make a lot of noise, so they wanted everybody to be like knocked out. And there's nothing to do. So they want you to go to bed early at like mm-hmm. 8 p.m. and then sleep until oh, 6. You wake up at 6 or 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. They serve breakfast. And they like come Good up to breakfast. you. And actually, the French toast was banging. They have French toast. Well, this was the emergency room. The uh, place I went to, the um, psychiatric uh, Gracie Square Hospital, was a lot better. Okay. Um, but Good it, scrambled eggs. But you only got fed like three times a day. Uh, no, those were powdered eggs. They were like oh. space space people eggs. Like oh, nah, those nah, were nah, disgusting. Nah, nah. But the French toast was banging. There, no, in the emergency room, yes. Got you there. Um, I so forget the food what was not the, so good. No, the food was actually pretty terrible. It was better quality, but it was just not good tasting. Was like, it gruel? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was teetering uh, gruel. It wasn't great. Okay, okay. So um, take me to where, like, you know, it's it's eight day eight. Mm-hmm. They like just ush you out, or what was the whole process like? I and how did you feel? Well, I didn't. Well, the thing is, by day like two, I was like, okay, so when am I getting out of here? Right. Because like they, you, felt, you feel better. Well, uh, well, by day two, it was Thursday, and they don't release people on weekends, so I'm panicking because I'm like, spend I'm a whole weekend now. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, not only do I have to spend a whole weekend, I don't even know if I'm definitely getting out Monday. Um, I've only called out of work for a week, so Jeez. that if I have to go another week, how are they going to react to that? Yeah. I have to start explaining shit. Um. So by Friday, they're like, we're thinking me. I thought it was going to be Monday because they told me when I was there, it would probably be, be like four or five days. By Friday, they implied probably Thursday, maybe Wednesday. And I'm like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. this is bad. Because um, that's over a week like of just being away from my entire life. Like I haven't even seen my phone. I don't know. Cause I had plan also had plans that weekend. Like it was my friend Aisha's birthday and I was like mm-hmm. promising I was gonna be there. Shout I didn't Aisha. I didn't get to tell her why I wouldn't be there. I didn't get to tell people. Uh, I was there was a guy um that had been like hitting me up for going on dates mm-hmm. and he uh, stopped talking to me after this because he still doesn't believe that like I was in the hospital. And which is crazy because like after we had our first conversation like 
I didn't know what happened. You was just like, I'm at the hospital. And I was just like, all right, well, like, are you good? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? After the pills thing. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't get a response. And I'm just like hitting you up and nothing. And, you know, you're from Melissa. Hit me up out of nowhere and was just like, yeah, she doesn't have a phone. You know, she mm. doesn't have a phone. She's in the hospital, like, but she says that she's okay. And, you know, tell you that she, you know, she's good, which was good. Because after you hear, like, hey, I, t- I made an attempt on my life. Mm-hmm. I'm at the hospital and you don't hear anything. It goes, like, radio silent. Yeah. It's just, like, your mind starts wondering, like, I don't know if my friend is going to be here, you know, if I reach out or Will I get that call? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So, um, it was it was it was frightening. I'm sure it was frightening for you, but like mm-hmm. I think. Uh, well, that was what I was worried about too. I was like, I don't know how many people I'm putting through anxiety and stress. We all like, like it was a lot I of people stressed. Want... Me, Melissa, Robin hadn't heard from you, and so like we were all very 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 worried um, at that point in time because we we just didn't know. And it was like, you know, we knew that you were going through some stuff, especially like this is after our argument. So I'm I was talking to Robin. Shout out to Robin J. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I thought I was doing the right thing. I I hope we came to some kind of res- resolution. Um, I just want to I want it. I, I want Lindsay to understand how much I care about her and how much forget this show. As a person, how much I value you. And she felt the same way. But we felt like at that point in time, there was no way for us to get to you. We're not professionals at this. Nobody's a mental health professional. Um, Even talking with Melissa, she was like, I don't know what to do. And uh, I think we all just came to our own conclusions. Just being there was the best solution. Even if you didn't have your phone, whether it meant praying, whether it meant meditating, just thinking about you, think, think, sending out good thoughts. Like, that's the only thing that we could do at that point in time. Like, I felt powerless because I was like, I don't know where you're at, what you're doing, how you're feeling, what you're going through. A point in, in, in reflection was like, is she still alive? Mm-hmm. Like, things like that. It was very scary. And um, at this point, people, again, simultaneously just hitting me up about the show. And I wanted to tell him, like, yo, fuck this show. <laughs> like, it's not about this show right now. Um, it 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 way it way far exceeds this show as w- when it comes to your life, your well-being, your mm-hmm. sanity, your mental health, your your emotions. Um and um yeah, I think that's the biggest message that I wanted to uh send across to the people who who listen to us and the people who were like asking me, I'm like, in due time, we will tell, our, you know, the story of why we went on such a long hiatus. But it was, to me, it was definitely needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not pressuring you to do anything outside of your, your whatever you're comfortable with. And at that time, I felt like we were both at an uncomfortable state yeah. where it could have went left real quick. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at that point, it was like, yo, fuck the show. Let me make sure my friend gets better, and uh, it's surrounded uh, 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 around love, and it's surrounded around uh, just positivity. Then we could talk about the show. Mm-hmm. And you hit me up. It was like, <laughs> like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. After you got out the hospital, of mm-hmm. course, and 
you know, I felt your vibe and it felt like the, the first time we had, you know, decided to do this. And I was like, it's time now. But previously it was just like, no, we can't. This is the least thing yeah. that we should be worried about. We should be worried about making sure that all parties are okay. And um, I had to call, shout out to Wise and the Indie Creative Network for mm-hmm. being so understanding. So I had to call and be like, yo, bro, we we can't come back to the studio for a while. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but we need to take a minute. It was like not a problem. And, um, you know, just uh, we, we had plans of doing like a, another live show. But the the most important part of this is that, you know, your your mental health is so important to me. You taught me so much, mm. you know, and I'm so appreciative because I realized that even when we were going through our arguments, I was using wrong terms and improper terms, and I didn't want to treat you like, you know, anything that you weren't, and, you know, you, you smooth corrected me on that. So we're back, um, but the most important part is that you're here, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the show is secondary. If I can't, if I can't talk to you, if I can't touch you, if I can't um, just hit you up and you respond, and you're no longer here, whether that's physically or mentally, emotionally, the show is nothing, mm-hmm. you know, without you. So, um, if there were any signals crossed, believe me, it wasn't intentional. Uh, Play cousins is something I envision for both of us. And um, there's no doing a show wholeheartedly without you. So that was like a real hard point, um, you know, because people kept like, well, what's going on? Like, I I was like, well, don't worry. But just to know that we're not gone. But for right now, it makes more sense to chill than to do continuous shows without you. You know, that's, that's never the intention. And plus... I wanted you to to definitely tell this story because you never know who it can ins- mm-hmm. inspire, you know? This is uh th- this is uh this is a show that I've found so many people have been like, "Damn. I didn't even know." Like past all the funny shit, mm-hmm. it was like the serious things that we do talk about, it was like, "Damn, I didn't even know, you know, Lindsay was going through that. I was going through that." Mm. And um, you be, you become a catalyst for a lot of people who suffer from mental health issues, who have been suicidal, who who had felt like they were alone in this world. So the show is just as important, if not like you're the most important, like you are the nucleus in a sense. Um, and there is no show without you, and I just want to make sure... I get that point point conveyed. So, yes, we are back. Yes, we are gonna have more uh, <laughs> fun <laughs> episodes, and but you know this was very important because um, I wanted to convey a message. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know all the stuff that was going on, even to the extent that you know, Pastor, we talked about. But I wanted to convey a message that mental health issues are absolutely real Mm -hmm. and in an instant and sometimes they're more important and and serious than physical issues too absolutely you can literally stress yourself into like cancer you can literally have anxiety enough to 
give you a serious disease and things like that. The like mind is that things. powerful. Mm-hmm. Quick. Exactly. And you so, can lose yourself. Yeah. So um, it, it's, it, I, I just think it's very important that, and I, I, I thank you for being so brave and so vulnerable as you'll be able to talk about this. Um, and, you know, this is this is the reason why the hiatus was 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 put on. It's not pretty. Sorry, guys. It's not sexy. I know if you're listening to <laughs> this sexy. on a Monday commute or, you know, <laughs> lunch, it, you know, this isn't one of our sexier episodes, but it's a necessary episode. Well, I'll, I will. I definitely will say this, though, like for anyone that is suicidal out there or has had them or may have them at some point, I just want you to remember, like. Not not in a sense of, like, a scare tactic or anything, but, like, understand that, you know, if you are suicidal and you do just kind of, like, casu- you feel these casual, like, a casual suicide, because some people feel ca- casual suicidal thoughts where they're like, eh, like, I just hate life today, right. rather than, like, I'm really going through something, um, y- you know, like, making an attempt is some serious shit, like, it's not, it's, I'm not, and obviously that's, like, I just want to stress the fact of like what you get yourself into if you attempt and like you will go to the hospital and if you're admitted your life is taken away from you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you did a crime, you mm. know, to yourself. It's not like you did a crime to humanity, you didn't break the law, but you are did a crime to yourself because your life and freedom is completely taken away from you and your freedom is probably taken even more so away from you cuz there's things you won't be allowed to touch, things you won't be allowed to do, things you won't be allowed to say while in prison. You can say and do a little bit more of things. Mm-hmm. Um obviously there's more freedoms also in a psychiatric than a prison of course, but like you know there was a lot of restrictions there that I never would have thought of just because, you know, they treat and the way you're treated is not how you want to be treated at all like you're not treated like human every worker there is super sweet but a lot of them are like almost act as though they're like nervous of you or resistant of you like imagine going around and like every person that is loving and caring towards you but is also like around you like almost freaking out like Mm. just don't please don't do anything please don't harm me please don't freak out please don't have a temper tantrum or whatever like and you don't want to be treated like that. Like, that's worse. That makes you feel worse about your problems. Like, mm. and I also want to make it clear that people who check yourselves into these hospitals, it's great to have a break from your life because now I have, I really care less about stupid things in life. Like, social media to me is, has such a less relevance. Yeah. I just, it's fun now, but I really don't care about this whole like branding myself and, you know, the hosting type stuff, like that whole thing, like Mm -hmm. just doesn't appeal to me anymore. Not saying that like, like if that's your dream, that's your dream. But a lot of these things really don't matter in the long run. Like spend time with your family Mm. while you can. Please spend time with your family, your friends, the people that care about you. Don't say, oh, I'm busy and they should understand. No, that's not how this works. Like you can be selfish, but you can't be self-absorbed. Please don't do that. Like, please don't just ignore people, ignore, don't say, oh, I have tons of unread texts. That's not a good thing. You should be reaching out to these people that reach out to you. Unless it's these opportunists asking for favors. If it's friends or family, people that care about you, appreciate that shit. I was lucky anyone visited me in the hospital. Do you know how many people, and this like really gets me emotional. Do you know how many good people are in that hospital that had like no visitors and are there for like seven weeks? 
There's a woman in there that has in, was in there for seven weeks and not one of her daughters came to visit her mm. because they were ashamed of her. Like I had a friend, I had Melissa popped up out of the blue when I was eat, in the middle of eating dinner. She just comes by with like a thing of donuts. She came with concealer because she wanted to look good in case there was any <laughs> bays in there. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and then Hummock came and brought me like lobster mac and cheese and chocolate mousse cake. Like, I, like, my friends went all out for me. My parents came every single day, all the way from work. They would walk over. Mm -hmm. Like some of them would walk over, like to get their exercise and stop by to see me and spend an hour with me, and then walk all the way home. Like I was, I have people that care about me. If you have anyone that cares about you, like hold on to that because you just you, there's a day where you might not have those people anymore, or you might be in a situation where you need them. Right. Like appreciate it because th they will be taken away from you at some point and you do not want to miss out on what you could have done with that. Yep. Um, and, you know, oh I look, you said it. You, you, put, you put the nail on the head. Um, I just want to let you know that we love you here. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we I don't ever want you to feel like. You are alone because there's people out here that genuinely care about you. There's going to be some people out here that, you know, just because it's the industry. Like I told you, it's a lot of people who will stab you in the back for a revolt feature, whatever, a mm -hmm. vibe feature, a double XL feature, whatever. Um, but the real people in your corner, we care about you whether you reach your maximum potential that we know you can or you feel like you want to just go wherever Colorado, Zimbabwe, and you know, you want to feed the ducks. There's people out here that care about you, you know? And uh, I just want to impress that upon you that we love you. Uh, I, I, I want to welcome you back to the show, welcome myself back to the show. Mm -hmm. And um, welcome that, back to me. Hey, look, hey, we're back. And that th this is uh, always going to be a safe space for you. As much as it's for entertainment and for, for people to have fun and enjoy themselves, you know, we've adopted this as a safe space for people to talk about their issues and hash them out here. And I'm really proud of that and the progression of the show. It's so far has tremendously superseded anything that I envisioned. So I thank you for, uh, of course, always taking this journey with me. And I look forward to the future mm -hmm. of this show with you. And just I'm the future ready for life. it. We here? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready for it. Oh, uh, before we go... Just want to give a big shout out to uh, my brother Rasan. He's gonna be a father. <gasps> so, yeah! Oh my god! Yeah! Oh my god, Rasan! Congratulations! Yeah, he shot that club up, boy. <laughs> Bra, shine style. He said, oh "I, I take god. the bid. Let me take the bid. I want to take the bid." Oh my god! Yeah, he's gonna be a father. Oh my god! Congrats! Yeah, I know you've so. been really wanting this. I'm so excited for you. For mad long, oh. wanted to see something up, but yeah. So uh, I thought we ended off on a real, real, That's real positive so note. Oh. New life coming Yay. soon. New life. Woo! <laughs> 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 you put it on social media already. It's fine. <laughs> like, the shit is fine. We love you, Rasan. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so look, we'll be back next week. Yeah. This feels good. This feels, I feel like we're, 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 we're uh, picking up the momentum again. Unleash the dragon. I don't know if I feel <laughs> like that anymore, especially with your Unleash the Dragon dance that you just did. <laughs> Brings me back to old times, but that's a good, that's a good feeling, I guess. 
Hey, look, uh, you can always follow the show. Please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher. We're all over the place. Just play, cousins. Um, where can they follow you? Uh, Lindsay India on Twitter. L I N D S E Y I N D I A. And Instagram as well. Same thing. Snapchat. And. I guess lindsayindia.com for now. But, you need to. But, well, I, I, I'm trying to plan out something different for it, but I okay. haven't decided yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, and where well, can they find you, Jameer? Uh, you guys can find me at it's Jameer, I-T-S, J-A-M-E-E-R on Twitter and Instagram. I am Jameer on Snapchat. Um, I stay the same. I'm old school. So if you have a Facebook <laughs> and you're over 40, ladies... Panther paw in the breast. <laughs> Please shoot me a friend request on Facebook at Jameer Pond because I know you're on now. You're using Facebook right now. Um, it's Play Cousins. We'll be back next week. Um, there's people in the room. Rasan, Sharice. We love uh, you. We love you guys. Um, and we're back. Let's just give a clap for that. Play Cousins is back. Um, and we'll be here always. You know what I mean? In some way, shape, or form. All right, y'all. We out. Peace.